Hi, this is Fleeta with Women Ministering, a place for women changing the world by sharing God's love. And today we're going to talk about believing in the power of prayer and the fact that believing in it and doing it will change you. I believe in the power of prayer and I've experienced the change that it brought within my heart and soul as I turned to my Savior. Over time, prayer changes you profoundly as you continue to practice it. And just about like everything in your life, it requires practice and your spiritual well-being definitely requires practice and patience. Believing in the power of prayer will change you. When I first accepted Christ as my Savior, prayer seemed like a really mysterious thing to me. I wasn't sure how you could pray and talk to someone you couldn't see, but yet I had been talking to God since my childhood. I knew he was out there. I just didn't really understand much about prayer. I thought there might be certain words that you should use or not use when you prayed, and I definitely, absolutely didn't want anyone to hear me pray because I thought maybe I would do it wrong. I didn't want to be made fun of. But I kept on praying because I wanted to find that connection with God that others talked about. But believing in the power of prayer was still a new idea to me. And then as time passed, I found it. So why do we pray? Well, the simple answer is we pray because the Bible tells us to. But beyond that, we were created with a desire to talk to God. Since time began, people have been talking to God and hearing back from him. I believe that God put that desire in us because in the same way he wanted to connect with us, we long to do the same with him. God didn't create us just to sit and watch us. He created us to have a relationship. Genesis 1.26 says that the Trinity was involved in our creation. Now let us conceive a new creation, humanity, made in our image, fashioned according to our likeness. And let us grant them authority over all the earth, the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, the domesticated animals and the small creeping creatures on the earth. And that's from the voice translation. So obviously, all three members of the Trinity were involved. They were talking to each other making a decision, and then they made us like them. They talked to each other. Jesus went off by himself to pray and hear from the Father. Um, he also told us that the Holy Spirit speaks what he hears from God to us. The Father spoke out loud in times past and at his own son's baptism. They have voices and they participate in conversations. So, since we were created in their image and according to their likeness, we have a desire to do the same thing. We talk to God and he talks to us. This is believing in the power of prayer. And yet oftentimes we forget to take everything to God in prayer. There have been many times in my life that I found myself trying oh so hard to figure something out and then realized I haven't prayed about this at all. Once I did, 
peace and answers came. I'm not saying that the problems went away. What I am saying is that I changed and so did my approach to the problem. So why is prayer important? Well, I think that the first important reason to, pr to pray and make it a regular part of your life is to change you, to change yourself, not just your circumstances. Whenever we spend time with God, we're naturally changed. Husbands and wives change each other, not by forceful actions, not by harsh, cruel words, but by sharing their love and their deepest self. And we do that through words and actions. My husband and I spend lots of time together just talking. The conversation and relationship based on love is expressed by talking and listening and believing in the power of prayer. There's a popular saying, prayer changes things, and that's very true. But first and foremost, we need to let it change us. That's the first thing that it changes. Rather than trying to get God to change others, we maybe need to take a different approach. Go to God with a desire to get to know him. When you're reading the Bible, combine reading with prayer. Ask him what a verse means and then listen as he tells you. He might tell you what it means and he also might tell you what it means for you right now in your life. While I know that God could speak with an audible voice, I've never had that happen. Instead, I learned to distinguish his voice inside of me. I know his voice. And that's the part that requires the most practice, learning to hear his voice. It starts with faith, faith that God is and that he rewards those who seek him. And then add to that the belief that he wants to talk to you. He really does. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit to live inside us. It's the job of the Holy Spirit to tell us what God is saying. We just need to listen and learn to distinguish that voice from all the others. Sometimes we might think we heard God, but we really aren't sure. Well, I can tell you if what you heard does not line up with the word of God, then what you heard wasn't God. If it does line up with the word and it brings peace, then it's probably God. We have to learn to discern the difference between what he's really saying and what we simply want to hear. And that can be really hard at times because we desperately want one particular answer to our prayers, the one that we think is the best solution for whatever it is we're praying about. But the thing is, God knows the beginning from the end, and I don't. He won't ever lie. He won't cause you to feel rushed and stressed. He won't mock you, and he definitely won't go against his own word or against his own character. The other way to know if you've heard from God is go to a trusted friend and tell them what you think you heard. Bounce it off of them, but be willing to hear back, hmm, and maybe find out that you were hearing clearly in some ways and not so clearly in others. Jeremiah 9, 23 to 24 in the voice says, Let not the wise boast in their wisdom, nor the mighty in their strength, nor the rich in their wealth. 
Whoever boasts must boast in this, that he understands and knows me. Indeed, I am the Eternal One who acts faithfully and exercises justice and righteousness on earth. These are the things that delight me. We need to understand and know God. Prayer is important because God wants us to know him. We do that through the written word and the words of the Holy Spirit that are spoken to our inner man. We need both. I can read the word, but when the Holy Spirit talks to me about it, he talks in a way I understand and explains in a way I'm able to relate to. In daily life, I can read instructions about how to put something together or someone can show me. I like both. Um, I mostly like demonstrations because demonstrations help me understand what I read or even what I heard when they talked to me. YouTube videos are a great example of our need for a voice and a picture to help us apply something we may have read. The Holy Spirit's job is show and tell. It happens in prayer and it helps us to start believing in the power of prayer more and more. Prayer changes you. How does it change you? I can tell you one way it changed me. Um, my childhood was far less than ideal. My mother was and is a narcissist. She was an alcoholic. Um, a stream of men went through her life and consequently mine. And she really was a terrible mother in most ways. And I grew to hate her as a child. And in saying these things, I want you to know I'm not being critical of my mother. I'm telling you the truth of what the situation was. I love her. But here's how I was changed. I felt justified in hating her. And even after I was saved, I still held unforgiveness because she was the one who was wrong and who had hurt me. And one day I was praying and I was telling God all about how terrible my mother was and why I didn't like her and all these other things. And suddenly I heard that voice, the one I knew. What about you? I stopped and then I reminded God very quickly that this conversation was not about me, it was about my mother. <laughs> but he repeated the same question again, and I didn't like it. I was upset with him. I thought he was being mean. And then the third time, I relented, and I realized what he was saying, and it wasn't unkind. It was a statement meant to cause me to realize that right at that moment, and always, I'm imperfect. I hurt people. I have sinned, and I need to forgive. And so I did. I forgave, and I asked God to help me rekindle a love for my mother, and he did. Prayer changed me. Praying is an act of love and humility. We go to our loving Heavenly Father, knowing he's going to give us what's good in his sight. We go to him to ask for guidance, forgiveness, enlightenment, mercy, grace, more of his love, all kinds of things that we go to him about. We also go to him just to worship and praise him. Prayer is a way to gain perspective on our lives. 
we can develop tunnel vision. We only see one solution, or maybe we don't see any solution, or we only see solutions we don't like. But God sees things from a perspective that we can't. And through prayer, we're brought into his perspective if we allow it. He sees beauty where we don't see any. And he sees hope where we see hopelessness. He sees and brings light where we only see darkness. When we're caught in despair, he pours out his hope on us. He changes us as we spend time with him believing in the power of prayer. There's also the healing power of prayer. There are many types of healing accomplished through prayer. The one we usually think of first is physical healing precipitated by prayer. And James talks about this in James 5.14 in the Passion Translation. Are there any sick among you? Then ask the elders of the church to come and pray over the sick and anoint them with oil in the name of our Lord. There's also another scripture in Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, also in the Passion. It says, The mighty spirit of Lord Yahweh is wrapped around me because Yahweh has anointed me as a messenger to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted, to tell the captives you are free, and to tell prisoners be free from your darkness. I am sent to announce a new season of Yahweh's grace and a time of God's recompense on his enemies, to comfort all who are in sorrow, to strengthen those crushed by despair who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful bouquet in the place of ashes, the oil of bliss instead of tears, and the mantle of joyous praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Because of this, they will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness planted by Yahweh as a living display of his glory. So prayer also produces healing things inside of us. Um, This section of scripture talks about the fact that broken hearts can be healed. When captives are set free, that's healing. When prisoners are set free from darkness, that's healing. When you are given comfort in sorrow, there's healing there. If you're crushed by despair, but then you're given strength, that's healing. When you get a beautiful bouquet in place of ashes, it brings healing. The oil of bliss instead of tears, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness, all of that is healing. There's healing for broken hearts, freedom, grace, comfort, strength, beauty instead of ashes, oil of bliss instead of tears, a mantle of praise instead of heaviness, and becoming a living display of God's glory. All those things are healing and changing in our lives. Now, why do I say they come through prayer? Because it's through our connection with God that we're filled, changed, healed, and made new. And that connection is far deeper than just the surface things of our lives. Prayer is the revealing of the depths of our being to God, who cares and who's the only one able to truly heal us. Because he knows us intimately, and sees us individually, and because he cares, we are healed 
and changed. Prayer's a mystery. Do I understand how all of that happens? Absolutely not. But through faith, I do obtain what God has promised, not through my mental understanding, but through the Spirit. And I become more and more like Jesus as I spend more and more time with him. It's a mysterious exchange that only God could accomplish. My weakness for his strength, my sorrow for his joy, my believing in the power of prayer when I previously didn't understand it. But all that's done through our relationship of love and communication with God and one another. How do we communicate with the omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God? Omniscient God? Well, it's a mystery, but yet it's true. How can you come to believe in the power of prayer to change your life? By praying, and the thing you have to do is try it. What can prayer do? Well, it can make the impossible possible and turn darkness into light, but that can only happen as you place yourself in your life in God's hands by believing in the power of prayer. Um, I have a long list of scriptures on prayer in the blog, and I would really encourage you to go to it and read through them. I don't want to take the time to read every one of them right now. But go to the blog and look at that list, and if you need to, write them down. I could have added many more scriptures to this list, but I primarily want you to be encouraged about the role of prayer in your life. Maybe you've prayed all your life, but never really realized what it's done for you, or maybe you've only prayed during a crisis. Um, could be that you've seldom prayed at all, but your situation, whatever it is, doesn't really matter because the invitation is open to everybody without judgment or condemnation because prayer, we are to pray always about everything. God is delighted to hear from us. There are lots of prayers in the Bible. Various forms of the word prayer are mentioned at least 375 times in the Bible, and in addition, there are over 200 prayers in the Bible um, from Old Testament to New. Prayer is an important subject because it's meant to be an important part of our lives. I have put a link in the blog to a book called All the Prayers of the Bible, and you can just click, click on the link and go to it um, to purchase it from Amazon. I've used prayers directly from Scripture so many times in my life. When I didn't know how to pray or what to pray, or I just wanted to put the word to work in my life, I personalized them and then prayed them because they're powerful, and I still do. I hope this gives you a glance at what prayer can do for you as you incorporate it into your life. Prayer is as simple as saying, hi God, I love you. You can pray on your knees, standing up, walking around, driving, laying in your bed while you're exercising at work, at home, at play. You can pray in any position, at any time, with any words you have. Your words are good enough. You can pray out loud or silently, but just remember two things. Pray and listen. 
I'd also encourage you to start a prayer journal. You can write out your prayer word for word or just the parts that seem most important to you. And while you're writing, write out some scripture also. The simple process of writing helps us remember and focus. In addition, it's awesome to look back and see what God has done and how you've changed. It enhances the process of believing in the power of prayer. If you want to create your own prayer journal, there is a link to a website called Woman of no Noble Character by Sue Nelson, and it's called Creating a Prayer Journal. The link is in the blog. And it helps you uh, to have step-by-step -step directions and links to things that you can print, print, and it's all free. You can create a prayer journal or a war binder and it allows you to use your own creativity and make something that will work for you. I also put some examples of journals in the blog that you can purchase. Women ministering pray and lead by example. As women in ministry, we have to lead by example. Christian leaders should pray. Does that mean being on your knees for hours every single day? Not necessarily, but it could happen. What it does mean is that we need to be faithful in prayer. We don't need to tell everyone how long we pray each day, but we can't ask others to do what we are not doing. The first pro premise of successful leadership is to lead by example, not just words. You won't be exhorting others about the power of prayer without believing in the power of prayer yourself. I know there are times when your prayer life can feel as dry as the Mojave and God may feel about as close as some other solar system. But I also know that as we persevere through those times, things change. And then we can honestly encourage others to do the same because we understand having been through what they're going through. I want to encourage all of you wonderful women in ministry who are changing the world by sharing God's love to pray and to pray without losing heart. Pursue God as David did. David talked to God all the time and poured out everything to him. This man after God's own heart was a prayer warrior and I encourage you to follow in his example. I'd also love it if you'd let me know how prayer changes you. I would really like to hear your experiences with prayer, journaling, meditating on God's good goodness. And I want to exhort you, keep believing in the power of prayer. You might also enjoy reading part of a study in Psalm 119 called Longing for God in Psalm 119. It's the longest prayer in the Bible. And this study has several parts, but I know that you will enjoy it. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. And I just urge you to do whatever you need to do to stir up that faith in the power of prayer. Thank you and goodbye.